Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are locked in right now to the Litmus Podcast. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's with me, Swazi Michele. Oh. The real Ben Hurst. Wow, I can't even say his own name. That's not my name. I'm Ben Hurst, but my social is the real Ben Hurst. The well, real Ben Hurst. Was there a fake Ben Hurst? Yeah, no, there is. Like so honestly, I'm also gonna make another Instagram account, maybe a private one called the Fake Ben Hurst, and just post like all my lo- all like my real pictures on it. Mm. I feel like that's a big move. But there's, if you Google Ben Hurst, I'm not the first person that comes up. But I'm obviously me, so mm. I must be the rule. There's a, there's, there's a D, I mean, you're a DJ, but there's a bigger DJ than you called Ben Hurst. Yeah, right? but he's a sad man, so it oh, okay. doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, we action? are joined. Yeah, massive. So, oh, With not only the Ben Hurst. This guy doesn't we're have just, no respect for We're just plugging out here. We're From plugging. Early. <laughs> We're yeah. joined with the one they call Mr. Ruben Christian. Oh my days. Oh my Hello. days. Oh my days. Hello. I know guys can see you on the screen, but the level of buffness in this room. They don't really know what's going on Trust with the Rubans right now. Here Boy. we go. Here Boy. we go. This is this is too much love too early from too what's, many angles. What's the what's the, the grooming kit saying? Because Do you know what I, the grooming kit is? The grooming kit is from John Lewis. It's a seven pound like wow, trimmer. Actually had an answer. And it's the same trimmer that I use on my whole body for yeah. all hair removal. Well. Do the maths. Well well. And on my well. face it's um it's uh, number four. Is it? And I take a Mac free to my actual headpiece. Oh, Madness. I need to get in this game because I'm looking a bit scruffy. Not today. even. But Ruben, thank you so much for coming down. That's all right. Thanks for having me, man. Um, I want to just do the real intro. Mm. Um, so I got invited to um, a show hosted by Ikenna. Produced by Ikenna. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, oh, sorry. Hosted by Mo the Comedian. Well. Yeah, but okay, okay. Hosted by Mo the Comedian. <laughs> okay, produced okay. by Ikenna. Mm. Um, and I met Ikenna through an event called Laville and Chill that I host. So he right. came along. Um, and it's, of course, a game show, mashup game show. And I was on one of the panels and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to be ridiculed. Um, and I don't know if I'm funny enough. And mm. the person whose voice I heard on the microphone was yours. Right. <laughs> I heard your voice first before even Mo's voice, to be right. honest with you. He was rinsing you in it. No, no, he wasn't rinsing me. He was he was running the show. You were running the show, bro. Right, right. Um, and in between the sets and everything, you just kept it 100. You were just like making sure people felt comfortable, yeah. making sure the night went, went swoop smoothly. So I thought to myself, yeah, you're a good, good guy. And then I found out that you two are friends. Yeah, so yeah, now you've got to give yeah. your intro. How do you know? Well, Ruben? the thing is, yeah, is my, my introduction to Ruben was actually quite a wild one. So <laughs> I... Back, 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 back in the day. When did individualism start? 
Whoa, 2006. So what many people probably don't know about Ruben, although it's in his bio, is that he's actually the waviest content creator. So he's curated, or back, back, back in... Back, 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 a, back a day, back a day. man curated this website called Individualism, which kind of, I think, functioned as a blog, or that's, at least that's how I understood it. That was like lots of stuff about men's fashion. I don't know why I was reading it, but lots of stuff about men's fashion and like just cool stuff. They were just curating dope stuff. And um, I remember like reading Individualism, reading some blogs, watching some videos, thinking this stuff is wavy. When I'm older, I might like to do that, blah, 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 blah. And then years and years passed and then one time I was in the gym in Ilford in Easy Gym and I saw him <laughs> doing squats and I thought this it's guy's legs are skinny like mine yeah it's not so then but what's mad is I was actually too shit to even approach him because I was like oh, he's famous so I just left it so you, then, you just saw me doing squats yeah, yeah, said, yeah that's yeah. an individualism guy doing squats and yeah. he's never going to grow his legs yeah yeah that's yeah, what yeah. was going for that me, is man. yeah I did want to tell you but because I, I know you can't we can't grow them you know yeah, this you can't grow them and then um, we met for a mutual friend quite recently, actually, which is is dope. Um, and we had a really interesting conversation. I went to one of your events, yeah. So Dream Rehab, which I'm sure we will talk about in a moment, um, which was very very wavy. Um, and then we met up afterwards and we chatted through some stuff. Yeah, man. Chatted about life, chopped it up, and here you are. I'm here. You Thanks are. for having me. Like. I right, appreciate thank you that. For coming down. The litmus that we're dunking into this room right now is this statement. Self-belief is enough to keep creativity alive. Oh, controversial. Very controversial. Self-belief is enough to keep creativity alive. Now, I know you are a huge creative. I know that you have loads of ideas that you're juggling at the same time. Um, and so I picked this question in particular, um, probably bouncing off the conversation that I know you guys have had around self-belief. Mm. Um, and the phrase that Ben said to me, you guys have been discussing was the death of self-belief um, and what good or what could grow from that. So out of that premise mm. is kind of where I want to explore self-belief. And when I was doing my research, there's so much around the word self. Mm. And I think that word alone just chucks up you know so many questions mm. who are we what does it mean to be yourself in mm. self-esteem self-belief self 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 this word is being thrown around it seems so yeah that's the litmus do you agree do you not agree um that self-belief is enough to keep creativity alive i disagree with mm. the statement self-belief is enough to keep creativity alive i think self-belief plays a massive part in creativity um but if you're lacking self-belief, it doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to be creative. Yeah, true. And you can believe in yourself and not be creative. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And you can not believe in yourself yeah. and create stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can also not believe in yourself and not create stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is yeah, a sad yeah, existence. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not do that, Show is done. This is the Nippus podcast. Yeah, no, so it's true. How much of self-belief? So, yeah, we can all agree, I think, that mm. uh, creativity needs self-belief. Mm. And can we just define self-belief then? So what does it mean to believe in yourself Um and how far will that get you? So in your yeah. own journey, yeah, yeah, what does shout. that look like? Um, I think to me, self-belief um, is believing in who I am and what I believe I'm capable of doing, but also my potential outside of the realm of my current capabilities. Mm. I think self-belief is, yeah, man, it's, it's just being steadfast with who you are 
and that can be with A, I know what I'm doing, and B, I don't know. And we talked about this the other day, yeah, the yeah. unknown, and then the unknown, unknown. Yeah, the known unknown and the unknown unknown. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's believing. So I mean, self belief is it can be it can be you can have a lot of self belief or you can have minimum self belief, but it's just a belief in self, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if that my, makes sense, my thing is like. I feel like some of the stuff people call self-belief is actually something else. Yes. Because I feel like, well, <laughs> I feel like to believe in yourself, you have to know yourself to mm. some extent. Mm. And I also have a, a feeling, I wouldn't say I know, but I have a feeling that a lot of people, myself included, don't know themselves as well as they think they do, right? Mm. Um, which is a question of like, how you read yourself, like your level of emotional literacy, um, how you process your thoughts and loads of different kinds of stuff. So sometimes when when all of that stuff is lacking, but people still have this supreme level of confidence, mm. I don't know if that's self-belief. I feel like that's just- Bravado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe they don't actually have it. Maybe they just put it on as a front so that yeah. they can yeah, achieve yeah. that kind of stuff. I've found, as I've got wiser, yeah. Well. I've, right, <laughs> well. right. Yeah, questionable, <laughs> isn't it? Waste, man. Um, yeah, as I've, got, as, as I've got wiser, I'd like to think that I've understood um, that the more confident someone is, the less they need to attempt to show that confidence. I think true confidence comes from a stillness and knowing of self. And I think as I've grown up, I've kind of clocked that. Um, and I've kind of gone through those iterations myself. People say, oh, you're quite confident because you go on stage and do stand up and you're loud. Yeah. But yeah, that means I've probably honed an ability to host the stage and play the role that needs to be played while on stage but that doesn't necessarily mean that I am that self-confident when I'm off stage it's like with comics in general I've just come back from the fringe and I and I know a lot of comics I've grown up with a lot of them I've been a comic myself and I know loads of them on the stage have this really heightened persona of what they like us to think they are but off stage they're riddled with insecurity and it's just the sadness of of the industry in general it's the nature of the beast I guess with comedy anyway okay and do you think that extends to life do you think or do you think that's specifically yeah yeah, yeah I do I think I think in life in general I think um, we go out in society if we haven't done the work on ourselves, which takes a lifetime to be honest and going yeah, back yeah, yeah. to what you said I don't think we will ever truly no ever ourselves. comprehend yeah. ourselves in it, in our entirety but I think if we start actively putting the work in we can get better at knowing ourselves as, as, as we grow up yeah I, I think I missed my initial point but no it's no no, yeah, no it's yeah. good and I think what you're both saying there about knowing yourself so I was doing an event and the question that kept com- coming up was just be true to yourself just mm. you know you as a creative just be true to yourself it's and I know guys are in the room thinking I can't be true to myself because I don't know myself yeah so when things are trending and you mm. jump on a statement and you're like yeah I'm ride or die for this but then the next trending statement comes out mm. the next day and mm. then you ditch everything you were just saying prior to that mm. I'm like that's not being true to yourself because yeah. if you're just willing to flex and just and we live in a culture I believe now where everyone is having access to whatever platform to say whatever you want to say just like us just like us <laughs> <laughs> just well, like us yeah um, I think it's really difficult to know what does it mean to be true to yourself yeah mm. I agree so, I, I understand why people would follow the trends though yeah because there is there there's safety in numbers do you know yeah, what I mean? 100%. in general and a, and a lot of it stems from from fear fear of the unknown mm-hmm. you might really truly feel something but if if the majority of the tribe aren't really championing that idea and if you're quite young you don't necessarily know yourself you're not going to take that 
step into the unknown to try and challenge what the normal ideas are right you wouldn't say anything because you'll be challenged and you wouldn't really know how to how to deal with that so you're going to feel isolated maybe and alone maybe and you don't want to feel that because that's fear and that's pain so you want to kind of stick with the tribe so a lot of people will just kind of mm. keep it in until someone vocalizes something with conviction and they're like yeah and then they'll jump on that i mean that's how artists kind of change narratives in general yeah so how much how much for you mm. so i know what i know of you right is like we haven't known each other very long for very long um i know our mass who linked us up mm. and one thing Almas always says about you is that you're a thinker. Mm. And in the three or four days that I've known you, <laughs> yeah. we've discussed a lot of things that <laughs> yeah, you've yeah, thought yeah. about. While eating um, noodles as well. Well, this the is noodles it. Noodles in our the, teeth. The show we're going yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, we're going life. inside. Um, <laughs> so I, I know you like read a lot. I know you spend a lot of time thinking. Mm. How much of how much of that is necessary for somebody to in your in your yeah, opinion for I someone know, to know themselves I don't know man I mean I don't have the answers Ben <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got the answers Sway the answers, you man. ain't got the answers um, to, I think it's a burden to be honest at times with me yeah because I am um, I do a lot of introspection I do do a lot of reading and by default I'm innately curious mm-hmm. I'm a lot more curious than I am judgmental and I've and I've learned that as a skill mm-hmm. I think in order to really experience life and learn and grow we should be more curious and less judgmental so yeah, rather yeah. than oh that's this because it's like oh that's interesting why tell me more mm-hmm. and you continuously open your your mind like that but in terms of knowing yourself you can sit down and think about yourself for ages yeah, 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 yeah. but that doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean you're going to understand yourself yeah. I've I thought it did for me until I started going therapy so I'm in therapy now okay cool and the things I'm learning from the back and forth with my therapist um, is Man, it's out of this world, bruv. It's like yeah. I could never have thought I would have clocked that stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. There's no way unless I got another perspective on it. Because some people say that everyone should go to therapy. Yeah. I agree or disagree. I, what do you think? I agree. Okay. I, I, I honestly agree. I, I think a lot of people, I think there's a stigma around therapy. I think a lot of people think therapy is bad and you only go into therapy after a traumatic, yeah, traumatic you experience. Need help. Which, to be honest, is the reason that led me there, right? Something happened. I was like, I need to understand what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. Because yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I did, but I don't know what's going on. But in general, I think if if it's, I don't know, if it, in an ideal world, if it was part of the curriculum, yeah. It would be so so helpful, yeah. Because be understanding ourselves, yeah, mm. really stops us from doing some dumb shit out here, man. So then, my, my my thing is right. How does that tie in? So this is something we discussed actually slightly. We touched on it. So how does that inform mm. your creative process? Because I know for you, yeah, things have changed slightly, yeah. right? So yeah, you yeah. were um, you were doing comedy full yeah. time, hosting events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, no, no. It's because. I'm, I'm I'm only laughing because this is true. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. me saying shit. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I was like, why? Why is he laughing? <laughs> yeah, no. that is a reason. So yeah, you were doing loads of stuff, mm. and now you are taking a slightly different path. Yeah, have maybe switched a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is that informed by self knowledge? Yeah, no doubt. Okay. So I've been on a Peter Panting for a long time. Panting. Peter Pan I'm never going to grow up never that's just flying <laughs> around with fairies and yeah do you know but now but you know when Peter Pan gets old so he becomes the actual Robin Williams mm. dad I think I'm a little bit in that sense I'm, there's a transition happening with me yeah. now so I've been my whole life has been based around play mm-hmm. 
like no rules no boundaries just play and express yourself and just maintain your inner child because I learned a long time ago you need to maintain your inner child so I maintained my inner child for so long that when I left my house as the inner child guy I was like oh no there's a real world here I don't know what to <laughs> yeah, do oh my gosh this <laughs> is you know scary. what I mean this yeah. is horrible I'm broke but I'm fun and that didn't help <laughs> So then I had to, I'm in this transitional period now where rather than just being creative and expressive for the sake of it, I'm yeah. trying to um, harness that creativity and turn it into something a little bit more valuable. Okay. That's where I am. And, and also when you talk about inner child, yeah, break that down. Like, Do you mean the fun youthful yeah do you know what playful Good aspect question. I had this was it this conversation with you or was it with Amazon or was it someone else it happened this week and I and I honestly think that this this idea of growing up needs to kind of be put under a microscope man. yeah 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 because yeah, like yeah, alright yeah. so I went to Edinburgh Fringe right and after one of the gigs everyone was out there getting drunk and partying I was sitting down I was watching a party on my ones because I had no friends to roll with I did a party right but I thought you know what I'm just going to go and catch it's a cold. drink or whatever I'm my own best friend yeah exactly I'm self aware man I don't Me, need people <laughs> I'm enlightened so I was watching a party they're all drunk they're jumping around and I I covered my ears I'm like if I can't hear music and I saw this they'd look really childish and mad and then I looked at drunk people dancing I was like that's just not adult like that's just being childish then it made me think wait a minute maybe we're all just children but being grown up is trying to act accordingly in in society's kind of way but really when we're we're drunk or when we're with our friends or when we're messing around we're being childish so I don't think that inner child ever goes away I think it just gets stifled and it gets buried and in order for us to be creative we need to kind of get rid of boundaries and access that inner child a little bit more I feel like I'm still 12 no doubt like 100% I feel like my actual development stopped at that point (laughs) and then and then like I've just I've just just learned like in my head I know how to (laughs) I know how to finesse it right like I I just like realise that like you have to reply to emails or you have to like go to events when you say you're gonna go or whatever but in my actual self like I'm still like I don't want to go. Or I, like, I still know that there's things that I want or I don't yeah. want. Or But then you just have to make better decisions. Yeah. But, but surely then like being childlike is the... Uh, you just drop the need to impress people. Because like, mm. when you go to school as a youth, you're not really there to... You're just there to have fun yeah. in the capacity of the safety of, of nursery or whatever that looks like. But if someone don't really want to chill with you, yeah, it burns. But you're like, but this guy wants to chill with me. So I'm going to go friend. over yeah. and chill with them. But in the workplace, we're told, no, 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 we need to, invest. you know, yeah, invest in people or team building. <laughs> so I was like, invest in people, yeah. team building, nonsense. But, but that know. kind of stuff about stifling mm. the inner child, I don't know if it's, I don't want to confuse inner child with immaturity. Mm. Yeah. Because it's not that... I need to drink to get drunk to then be my inner child right. but being my inner child is having that childlike faith of believing in anything which comes nicely back around to this about self-belief like if your parents tell you something you just believe it off their word yeah. or if you go to Disneyland or whatever that imagination aspect is just so vivid for you mm. that when you grow up you just have to then wrestle with bills and stress and all of those things mm. but keeping your inner self alive and, and being mature whilst keeping that immaturity is is what I think maybe people don't have and then get really tired of it all yeah I agree I I don't like the idea of of growing up I think I think a better way of looking at it is just be more responsible Mm. so you can be this mad nutcase fun kind of person definitely but then just make sure your responsibilities are on point and you've got them on lock do you know what I mean and then just still 
don't let the inner child die man yeah. the yeah. fun the love the because it's like it, eventually you get to a point where no one's going to look after you anymore right so when that happens you have to be able to look after yourself no doubt but you should still be able to access the full range of like those emotions and those expressions that you had when you were yeah. still yeah. still a child yeah because it's beautiful it's it's nicer <laughs> it's more fun do you know what <laughs> I mean nice like it's, it's definitely more fun yeah. but so what what shape now mm. has your creativity taken in terms of the process of moving away from the stuff that maybe you were doing before yeah. and what does that look like now yeah. for you good question um, I reckon I was thinking about this on the way up here I reckon my output creatively or whatever project I'm working on whatever passion project I'm working on is a reflection of my inner state at that point in my life mm. right so whereas back I've got a YouTube uh, show called UK Talk To Me that's just me doing vox pops on the streets chatting shit to people just having a laugh right that's where I was at the time um, then it came around to podcasting do you podcasting where I was like I was in some pain and I needed guidance so let me interview loads of people that are doing what they love for a living and find out how they've done that yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I went into music because I've always been a massive fan of music and I've done these dumb things called the remixes right where I was just finding songs and just chatting absolute nonsense over them and remixing them and I put those out and that was so much fun to do yes. but it didn't lead to that much yeah. bar my own fun in that studio right yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, do you know what I mean and after it, the inner child do you know what I mean and I'm like the inner child is keeping me broke you know yeah, this yeah, is yeah, painful bad. and then I had to I kind of change um, so where I am now did, did you ask me where I was now mm -hmm. was that was that the question no, it wasn't though was it a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I was saying, how has how, how is the change informed your creative yeah, output yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, you said output. But. Yeah, yeah. So it's a reflection of where I am and what I believe in at the time. And mm -hmm. where I am now, it's like I'm using my creativity to try to um, create things that allow other people to explore their interests that's where I am okay and I might get back to the more self-indulge what I believe self-indulgent kind of performance and art is mm -hmm. which is let's just say me doing comedy for the sake of comedy or me making music because I like to do it mm. um, but that's on the back burner for now and I'm focusing on creating something of value for others mm. 
So if you don't believe that self-belief is the only thing that keeps creativity alive, yeah. what are the other things yeah. that keep it alive? Um, and also, talk to me about the death of self-belief. Is there ever a moment where you throw everything out? Because I know I've done Mate. it before and you just think, you, yeah, man. you're just like, I don't think this is going to work. And yeah. when you get to that point, as a lot of creatives it's do, horrible. It's, it is horrible. It's horrible yeah. because it's it's damaging to yourself. It's, it's actually so wrapped up in your identity yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. that you, you you, not believing in yourself is it questions your worth or your mm. dignity and and that's quite deep to go yeah but Let's in that thing. moment mm. do you know what i mean it's like oh my gosh maybe i'm just really pants at this yeah. and no one's telling me because nothing's <laughs> moving yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean mate, mate, oh I, my gosh. I have felt like that so many times right so many times and in dream rehab which is the new workshop that i that i run yeah. at the moment my op- the opening to dream rehab is me reading out the true letters that i wrote to myself or the notes that i wrote to myself that are really personal and a little bit dark like i wrote this whole letter saying i'm shit because because i was actually i i tried so hard so many times to get a break in tv or radio or whatever and i just got air pie right for so long that all my hope went it has to go because if i've been doing this for 10 years and i'm getting this results no matter how hopeful you are mm. the results state that this isn't working so you got to take a real look at what you're doing and when that narrative started to play in my head and i started to actually believe it that was just psychologically and emotionally horrible man um and in order to try to get through that so I wasn't, I didn't want to be creative at that point because I had then felt that my creativity and my hopefulness and all that kind of optimism has led to this. Mm. So it's bad. Please put it away and mm. go and start joining just the tribes. In times like that, I think collaboration and working with other people is just key, man. Key. Your letter to self around the death of self-belief I'm shit because that was the name of it talk to me about it yeah it was horrible to write man and I found it again the other day and I read it back Um, and the reason for writing it was my attempt at the time to force myself to be stronger and to be harder (laughs) Um, and get up there's a Viagra joke in there isn't there well but we're not going to write we're going to leave it because that's not what we're doing right now (laughs) but um yeah no but I remember (laughs) oh wow there is there's an afterthought there see it's getting better isn't it bruv ask about I say you mean um yeah no so what I did so what I've always thought or what I've learnt by society I don't know where I got this idea from that um, when a man gets knocked down a man needs to get up even harder and stronger and fight and just smash forward like basically Hulk smash forward and I've been doing that for so long with my career when I get knocked I'll be like alright cool put on put put the um Put the what's it called the armor on just to deflect the bullets every time the bullets keep hitting make the armor bigger make more layers over the armor and just keep getting up and smashing forward mm. um, but that point was such a downer for me that when i wrote that and i read it back instead of um inspiring me to get up and move forward it made me start changing the narrative of my own uh belief in self and it was it started to kind of go a bit downhill mm. because i realized that getting up I'd, I was actually out you know when you get up you get knocked down you get up you get knocked down this time I was down and someone just like gave me a proper like are you can yeah, on the yeah. floor it was just knocked out sure cold. You can. Yeah. yeah it was just right. all gone at that point it was just all gone and I've never been there because I've always been quite strong and that yeah that was just that was a horrible time man 
Mm. It's that idea of like resilience, right? And how it matches up with yeah. also self-belief. And like, there's an expectation that regardless of what comes, mm. you will be fine. Mm. Like I know that like, I was raised in a way of like, it will be fine. Like yeah. just, just carry on. Yeah. Get back up. But how helpful is that though, man? But like, mm. yeah, like because some things, they're not going to be fine. Like some things are bad. Yeah. And you need to process them. No doubt. And then, there's a, there is, I feel like there's always a way to move forward, but I can only say that having not necessarily faced like suicidal thoughts or, mm. because I've, I don't think I've ever been in a place where I felt there is no pathway for, I've always, like I've been in places where I thought I can't see, I don't yeah. know how you get out of that, yeah. but I've never been in a place where I was like, there is literally no way forward for yeah. this. Yeah. So that must be mad. Yeah. Like. Mm. Yeah. Like outside of the creativity space, mm. Well, I don't know. I didn't expect to tell this story, but outside of the creativity space, um, I had a rift with a really close family member. And it was around the same time I was trying to move forward with a particular project, mm. uh, quite a big project as well. And it was like, you're just hitting this wall, hitting this wall. Um, and the rift I had with, with the family member didn't end well to the point where I kind of had that taste of darkness mm. of this is this is really bad. This is really, really bad. And mm. somewhere I'm on the floor now and mm. everything is blowing left, right and center. Like the work wasn't going well. Family wasn't going yeah. well. Every angle was just like whew, right yeah. on top of you. And so, like you said, I couldn't see past that moment. Right. Um, but. I'm a great believer in forgiveness to the mm. to the extent of you initiating that conversation. Now, the the rift I had with the family member wasn't going to solve itself, and I mm. thought either I lose that family member, um, but because they're so dear to me, I will swallow whatever pride I have. And and I felt really outed and wronged, and I don't think I was the one to initiate that conversation, mm. but I did. And as soon as I initiated the conversation and I forgave them they then forgave me and it was almost the, the only way I can explain it is like being underwater and someone pulls the plug wow. and that wow. plug is like you just, just yeah dissipates. everything disappears and what I was once really bitter and angry and everything about just kind of faded out for the fact that I'd won back that family member and that yeah. to me was so so important that I then forgot about oh who initiated it doesn't no even doubt. matter the, be the beauty of that let me just jump in the beauty of that it seems like to me how I'm listening to it that anyone at any time could have pulled the plug yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. same thing because the plug is just waiting to be pulled yeah. by whoever and, and just on the flip side I don't I don't know if they were in tandem but it happened that as soon as that happened the next day the thing I was working on everything yeah. just clicked into action yeah, it could be an energy thing you know it, yeah, well do you know what I'm a, I'm a huge believer in that mm -hmm. and I just wonder if that was a lesson in mm. the minute like unforgiveness and all of that like I, I you know if my home life isn't quite all right mm. then how can I expect myself to be all right the minute I go into the workplace yeah. because I'm not good with mm. facades like I'm not good yeah I'm useless at that do you know what I mean but yeah we try to I can't lie <laughs> yeah. he, actually tell, he actually tells the truth all the time all the time yeah. what's the risk with that though having like two friends <laughs> but good friends yeah yeah the homies yeah yeah the real ones take the truth the man ones. um keeping a job yeah that's another one you keep a job if yeah. you if you don't always tell the truth mm. but um yeah i've just always been a truth seeker i think which has got me into trouble it's but at the same time on the other side is it's liberated me and it's educated me i think mm. my like i think what you said swaz is really interesting i feel like i i wonder it's a genuine question i wonder how you pull that plug when the person that you can't forgive is yourself 
like when you're in a position where it's it's you you are the problem and you've caused the problem for yourself how do you then move past that mate that's so hard isn't it like so it's like with, with ideas like that again I don't know like yeah. how do you forgive yourself Mad. if you don't believe in what you're trying to forgive yeah right? yeah 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 so dream rehab mm. which is dope which is where we met mm formally met mm. um, and I came along and Late. like it's, it's easy to forget that he's a comedian isn't it? when you're doing all this yeah, deep yeah, talk yeah. and dream rehab is quite like um, my experience of it was it was quite like a it was a very intense workshop vibe where people are all there to help each yeah, other out you walked in at like group therapy yeah yo, it was mad it was mad <laughs> and like I was just sitting there minding my own business and this yeah. guy just kept making raw indirects so and I was like I was like no, covering was my mouth. Telling the truth, I was man. shocked. Yeah, so he does actually tell the truth. Yeah, um, but what's the idea? Like, what's, well, what is it? Yeah. So dream rehab is something that I've come up with because I personally needed it myself. I've reached the point I've hit so many plateaus and I was so down that I needed my own dreams to be rehabilitated, um, and it all slid through unpacking my whole life in therapy, right? Um, and I learned a lot about the therapeutic process of talking to people. I learned so much about vulnerability being vulnerable enough to talk about truths um, and then once you kind of let that out there's empath empathy from whoever you're speaking to mm -hmm. and that's where real connection happens um, I also understood um, during the whole therapy phase that I'd spent a lot of time trying to do everything alone mm. um, get up stronger do it on your ones get up stronger read more books read more quotes get up stronger and that isolation was a dream killer and dream rehab kind of hones in on both those ideas number one isolation is the dream killer and number to collaboration is what we need to get our dreams rehabilitated that's the that's the main mm. that's the main focus of it and it's still kind of in its embryonic form ish i'm like five events in and i'm still understanding and tweaking tweaking what it is mm. um there's some funny bits it's quite serious but but we always have we have a laugh at the end yeah. of the day yeah man. you need the humor <laughs> no doubt man you need that you need that sometimes so off the back laugh. of the death of self-belief mm. Once someone has died mm. how do in you belief, right. the dream? Yeah, do you know <laughs> what yeah. you do? But your question: How do you pull the plug? Yeah, but yeah, how does one come back to life? Right, do you if know, the self -belief there's is usually dead? two things that happen, and it, it depends on the person. Once self belief goes, with some people, they they believe that truth and it stays with them, and they don't ever get past it. Mm. Right, and then there's the other people that put in the work and they put up a fight. Um, which is introspection and, and just the quest for self-knowledge and in, in order to like a phoenix kind of be reborn so like you shed your own your old skin and you're reborn and but that that takes awareness of the fact that that's possible and the actual work mm -hmm. so you've got two options man unfortunately a lot of people are just like like i know some people man who are really creative who are really talented and then someone that they held in high regard shut them down and said they were shit yeah and they believed it because that was a voice they always respected and yeah. they've they've just curled up and they've gone in another direction mm. and they're not feeling joy in their life mm. and i see it but i i've had the conversations but it's not gonna because they don't believe anything else right yeah it's I, horrible man and and also you know what I find talking to creators is so many people try to do things that they're not good at because they're naturally overlooking the things that they are good at so for example I know I'm not a comic so right. trying to pursue a career as a comedian and then getting shut down I'd, I shouldn't actually feel any type of way about that because yeah. well, you can learn to be funnier yeah you can be but say for example I don't know maybe that like presenting and, and yeah but if you can't uh, sing blatantly yeah you there you go there you go you can't if, dance do you know what I mean if I don't come number one at X Factor <laughs> like do you know what I mean why am I upset but guys are out here trying to do a profession that they're not skilled mm. in wow Swaz is firing shots but I'm just 
is not the thing that you care about. Mm. You could be the dopest like dancer in the world, but yeah. what if you actually want to be a neurosurgeon and you've wanted to be a neurosurgeon since you were like free, but you're crap at science. But why would you want to be the neurosurgeon? Surely something is driving you to, p- to pursue that career. My mm. thing is pursue the career or pursue the things that you enjoy doing because like we always say, oh, it's always better when you enjoy the job because it never feels like you're working a day in your mm. life. That is actually true. There's enough yeah. money in this world for everyone to no get paid. No doubt, but there's a flip side to that, you know, that I've felt because I've gone all out on the dream because I love to do it but it didn't work out and so then the dream got connected with pain in my mm, mind mm-hmm. so then that was a horrible place to be so if this is the joy but now it's the pain where is my joy mm. and so there's a balance so another way of looking at it is if you if you focus on getting a good enough job that is kind of fulfilling that you kind of enjoy and use that as yeah. a ah, uh, what's the word uh, there's a word but you, you do that and then you focus with less pressure on your passion so there's no rules there's no restrictions there's no deadlines there's no pressure you can actually explore that and enjoy mm. your life that way that's still a healthy way to live a, a yeah. good yeah. A balanced life I think and, and we chatted about this the other day because yeah. I was, well, we were saying that there's this idea of like you might be really good at something mm. like whatever it is that you're good at is not necessarily what your identity is mm. I feel like those two things are separate so your skills or your talents are slightly different to like your function or your purpose mm. Mm. Um, and we spoke we spoke at length about the idea of purpose but like um, I feel like people have not necessarily a specific thing that they're meant to do but specific roles that they're meant to play and you can access that through a variation like loads of different skills so you might be um like you what would you call yourself a fire a fire lighter a uh, flame igniter a flame igniter that's what so, i think i am right so if that's if you feel that's your purpose mm. then that might be achieved through stand up mm. it might be achieved through comedy sketches no it doubt. might be achieved through something completely different no yeah. doubt. you might one day think on all of this stuff I don't like it anymore um, what I actually want to do is write books mm. so it might be achieved through writing books no but I feel like once you can hone in that thing that you're meant to be doing the, then the way that you do it can manifest in different no ways doubt, right? bro. preach on bruv well that's, <laughs> please uh, what, what can I say I was about to say we have to wrap this up real oh, quick real soon part two, part I didn't two. even get into my notes you know yeah no shame. do you know what <laughs> go on just in, in light of the litmus yeah. um, self belief is enough to keep creativity alive if we're saying it's not enough mm. and there's other factors mm. on the basis of your notes and those gems over mm. there um, hit us with a few things that self that creativity needs to stay alive um so whether it's self-belief or not I honestly feel creativity flourishes via vulnerability mm-hmm. and what, what I say by that is literally when you're in a creative process shelve all the rules totally and just absolutely go with emotion just go where your where your brain's connecting the dots and just put whatever it is out there and then later on you scrutinise it in the second process that's when you kind of organise it and make it into a practical thing or a song or mm-hmm. a project or whatever but in the initial stages of pure creativity vulnerability is everything man um, and also there's no bad ideas in that initial creative process there's this idea that um, I can't remember who talks about it was on a TED talk about ideas having sex have you guys heard of this? no this is you never heard this right so you so you so (laughs) you might be like you might be brainstorming right and none of your ideas are the solution to the problem that you're trying to work out but 
don't sense your ideas put loads out two mediocre ideas might collide oh. and have sex and the baby or the offspring of that idea is the solution to your problem mm. Mm. so the more you get out and the more vulnerable you are the more chance you are of mm. um, getting into getting into a solution there's loads of notes here I don't even want to go through it's a mad thing there's so much here no we're going to come back we're going to do it we're going to run it again and okay. just on that point actually I just want to shout out um, Leonie Ross who was my first year um, lecturer because that thing about vulnerability there's mm. a thing in writing that we learnt called free writing mm. and it's the idea you put your pen to the paper just let it out yeah let and you just write paper, uh, yeah, you not, yeah paper, your subconscious yeah. paper so you, you get to the page you're like first of all blank pages are daunting number one you're just yeah. like this is, this is awkward then you start writing but you can't take your pen off the paper yeah yeah. and you start writing just stuff that doesn't even make sense but a minute in it is mad what you yeah. start to write yeah. and your subconscious starts to filter onto the page and yeah. then I don't know you give yourself five minutes you take your pen off and when you read back and you highlight it's some nuggets. of the things that are Listen, oh my gosh it's, it's a morning creative pages by, Julian Cam- by Julia Cameron okay. it's called The Artist's Way okay. and morning pages if you do that every morning for ten minutes yeah. you really start to understand what's happening inside you yeah, and you yeah. can use that for work or self-improvement mm. it's mad thing. mad thing. mad, mad Ting, mud, mud, mud. I'm so I'm sorry to say we got to wrap this up, but you got to come in for part two, man. Thanks, man. I like, really enjoyed this. Nah, you know. you're, you're the one, you know. <laughs> I really enjoyed this, man. I feel man. like I've been in therapy. <laughs> you might as well join us as a host. This has been dope. Thanks, man. No, thank you so much. I know you've got events coming out. Um, just plug a little bit about what you're doing. What, what, yeah. what you got coming up? I mean, the main thing I think at the moment, the passion project is Dream Rehab. It's DreamRehab.co.uk. The website looks terrible on mobile because I've done it all myself at the moment. So it's good on the laptop. Though. It looks all right and a laptop yeah, no, in it um, at dream rehab <laughs> underscore on Instagram but if you want to match a uh, voice to a face oh no you can see my face I'm going in like it's my own podcast <laughs> I'm out there you know. <laughs> it's at Ruben Christian one on Instagram that's R-E-U-B-E-N Christian spelled like the religion and just dash a number one at the end mm-hmm. that's Instagram that's Christian really. spelled like the religion oh my days how Magic. many times have you used that Oh, so many. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. You get the follows. You get the follows. Ruben, thank you so much Cheers, for coming man. down. Thank you, thank um, you. The litmus today has been self belief is enough to keep creativity alive. We didn't even go into the other things that keep creativity Trust alive. Me. That's how you know there's too many gems in this one. Mm. Um, but here's up litmus podcast with the real Ben Hurst, me, Swazi McKelly. We out. Out cheer. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 